Still not sponsored by Duncan. It's the Woodworking Morning Show. Well, we are trying to make up for our little snafu earlier today. And hopefully everything will cooperate this time. We had some serious internet issues. Uh, apparently Xfinity was having some outages. I even got a tweet back from them. I was looking for the tweet because it was really nice. They said, hi, Mark. We know how important it is for your for shows like yours to stay up and running, especially now when woodworking projects are in high demand. Be sure to stay up to date with the status of your services using the My Account app, blah, 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 blah. Anyway, it was really nice. It's funny that they think that's a critical thing that we're doing, but okay. <laughs> Good times. So, uh, yeah, so we are going to do just a show. And unfortunately, immediately, as we started this thing, Mateo comes in and says there's a problem with Ava. So uh, the lady who gets my questions for me, you know, Nicole, she's not here. So you're going to have to tolerate uh, me actually looking uh, through the chat here. Uh, I'm just going to jump right into some of these questions because they're there already. (laughs) Okay, so this, I think, is where we got hung up this morning. Uh, Chris was asking about the gap stop on the split top Rubo and I was showing him some pictures. So let me show you what I did with that and hopefully the world will cooperate with us here. So the gap stop is meant to be sort of lifted up so that you could use it as a planing stop. Um, But over time, it was something that I I found that I really kind of wanted to put some stuff in it. I don't want one of those big dust catcher troughs that you see on workbenches necessarily. But something small that would fit right inside there would be kind of nice. So I notched it and then I added that little piece of walnut that you see there with a very, uh, like a nice miter cut on it. That allows me to get anything that kind of falls down in there that's hard to pick up. I could slide it right over and pick it up. Think about a washer, something like that. So when this thing is down in the trough, it just kind of looks like that. It sits below the surface. I've got uh, razor knife, erasers, marking pens, pencils, Sharpies, that's what's right in front of me right now. So uh, that is what I decided to do, and that works pretty well for me. I don't know that that's going to be a solution for everybody, but I think it's a pretty good one um, if you're not using it for other things. I, I mean, honestly, I don't really use it as a plane stop that often. The reason I like it is because I want that extra clamping ability, so I could pull that thing out, and I've got a nice gap there, and I get, can get clamps anywhere I need them, so works out well. All right. Yeah, let, let's address let's address that. Are you guys working on more babies? What is wrong with you, sir? No, we're done. Done and done. So, uh, so yeah, if you have any questions at all, use the chat room. I will see it after a few seconds. Hopefully. Nicole will make it back, and then we'll have a little bit more of a, uh, a smoother run here. But, you know, what are you going to do? Kids. It's a, it's a family thing. Well, I just saw a really wonderful interview with Alex Snodgrass and Jim Heavey on Facebook. I don't know if any of you caught that. Uh, it was great just seeing them exchange ideas and ask questions from the chat room. Uh, it was pretty cool to see. Those guys are uh, incredibly talented. If you're not familiar with them, uh, Alex Snodgrass is the guy that does a bunch of bandsaw stuff. He works with Carter Products. He's at all the woodworking shows. 
Uh, he came out to our shop at one time, and uh, we filmed a couple videos together. So, really nice guy. And then uh, Jim Heavey is someone who we met, believe it or not, pre-Wood Whisperer days. Back in Arizona, I met him, and I knew him from his work. I believe it's in Wood Magazine. And uh, we met him at one of the woodworking shows, and I was just there showing my work as a local craftsperson and uh, got a chance to meet him. And this, again, this was pre-Wood Whisperer stuff. So um, I've known Jim for quite a while. Really, really sweet guy. All right. Anything? Any questions? What do we got? Anything? Come on. I finished all of my questions from Patreon. I got those done this morning, so I'm not going to necessarily repeat that. Can we do another contest for a free guild project? What do you mean, Drew? We pick a free uh, guild project winner at the end of every live show, assuming we remember. Uh, so there's no reason to think we won't do that again today. Da -da -da -da. Yeah, twice in one day. That was, uh, this morning was rough, folks. Not a good time. Oh, Nick Ferry is here. What's up, Nick? Jeremy says he set up his bandsaw in 1979, uh, bandsaw using the snodgrass method from, uh, from the video that we made together. Perfect first cut. It is amazing. You know, the, the fundamentals of it are not all that different than the way I learned the first time I learned how to do a bandsaw. Um, but there were just a couple of tiny little differences that they're, they're tiny in the sense that it's not that big of a deal to do them, but the results you get from it uh, make it a dramatic difference. It's uh, pretty amazing stuff. Uh -huh. um, I, I probably shouldn't have put that up because I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, All right. Mark, someone be kind enough to ask Mark about the chisel test James Wright did. Thanks. That was, I don't know, who, who's James Wright? Uh, he's uh, James Wright. Yep. He's the guy. He runs a lot. That's how I know them. Okay. I follow these guys on Facebook, and I tend to get to know their personal lives sometimes a little bit more than their um, woodworking woodworking lives. Uh, but he, <sighs> he he makes videos. Nice guy. So uh, all hand tools. You didn't tell me that she Ava was going poop. Yeah, yeah, she was going poop. Yeah. She <laughs> she needs somebody to wipe her butt. Well, we all do once in a while, Nicole. But I'm just telling you. I just, that's fine. <laughs> yeah. That's that. Uh, that was the emergency that happened. Parent. Like just as we hit live, Mateo, Mateo comes goes, in. He goes, "I can't be, I the, can't be the parent." Meaning, I like, don't want to wipe her butt. <laughs> and I'm like, oh. I like think about that the next time I have to wipe your butt, little man. <laughs> he, I, he's fine. No, he's he, all right. He doesn't have to. Ah, uh, so uh, have you given the rundown of what happened in the morning? Yeah, we don't need to talk about it again. We're going right into questions. We have some super chats that I didn't get to. Okay, let's catch so, up on them. So, uh, Russ Farmer this morning said, I haven't caught you guys live in a while. Buy the kitties some peeps. <laughs> Thanks, oh, Russ. Yeah, that's what they need is Man, some sugar. Yeah, it really, really bums me out that, that the uh, internet went out. Uh, and then Craig said, happy Friday. Well, welcome back, guys. And then OJ said, I wonder if I could send this while they're down and get credit for a super chat without having to pay for it. I bet so. Best day ever. <laughs> I don't know. I think you got charged for you it. You probably got charged. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> uh, let's see. And we still have Patreon questions. Do I? I answered yeah. all of the ones I had. Well, we do have. Uh, okay, so questions are coming in. All right. Well, go ahead and put one up there. Okay. 
Sawdust Factory, on your barrister bookcase project, did you use plain float glass or did you use tempered glass on the doors? Um, boy, that was a while ago. I don't remember. That was Arizona. I thought it was just... I probably had them custom cut. You did. There's remember, a local glass place. I remember picking them up for you. So is it tempered? I thought it was tempered. I think it might have been tempered. Yeah. Because we're thinking in terms of, you know, I think we had Mateo at the time. Uh-huh. So we're thinking about breakage and things like that. So I'm almost positive it was tempered. <laughs> Mike Zeldman just did a super chat. And he said, thank you and Nicole for proving that couples can live together 24-7 and be better for it. I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't know about that either. But <laughs> but you got to understand, this is not abnormal for us, though. Yeah, that's As true. As far as Nicole and I being together, this is the quarantine situation is the same as any other day. Yeah. The difference is living together with the kids yes. 24-7. Yeah. That's a different story. So, it adds a whole layer. It's funny because it's like there are responsibilities. Poop layer. There are problems. <laughs> yes, I know. But you get so used to life with, yeah. that, with them out of the house for a period of time. Well, I am part of the PTA because I get it. I appreciate <laughs> teachers very much. Uh, Matt wants to know if there's an update on the beginner course. Here's the thing with the beginner course. We're probably going to be launching um, a whole new website to handle this. Um, I had given a lot of thought whether it was going to be something I integrate into the guild, but I feel like it's a different thing. It needs to be its own thing and if, if I'm going to do this right. So that means there's more development on the back end that needs to happen. So there's some timing issues, um, but I've got, I'm still amassing my tools. I've already picked, I think, like four different projects that I wanted to do, started to do some of the preliminary designs on those, and um, it, it's moving along. So things are still in motion. Moving along, mm-hmm. moving along. Uh, Shane M says, do you have any opinions on a six inch Laguna helical head joiner player combo machine or a joiner player combo machine in general? Yes. <laughs> do you care to share oh, that, sure. that opinion? <laughs> I think if you are in the $1,200 plus range on a combo machine, you're getting into a territory where you're actually going to get something that's pretty decent for what it is. Um, if you go below that, I think the joiner planer combos can be very tricky to calibrate and deal with. So as long as you stay within a you know higher level price tag, and unfortunately that's the way it is. It's not always like that with certain tools, but with that one in particular, I find that once you get sub thousand dollars on combo machines, they're garbage. Uh, no offense to anyone who has them or has had success with them. I know Matt Cremona said he had one when he first started out, and he he thought it was great. But you know it's Matt Cremona, so you can only you can only take that with a grain of salt. Oh, that's not true. It is true. I like Gary Hagen's look question. At his face. He says, "Without with Jason not in the shop, which of his helpful function jobs are you missing the most?" Uh, packing templates. Yeah, template work. Uh, just general cleaning. Yeah. And running that second camera. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just I've gotten so used to having two camera shots which makes it just the things flow a little bit faster when we build. I'm not reshooting a lot of things. Um, so there isn't just one task. There's, there's quite a few tasks that I've, I've gotten quite used to Jay performing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like that he helps me remember uh, garbage needs to go out on Mondays. That's right. It's huge. It's hard to remember now. Uh, I've gotten out of the I, habit. I, I wrote it down on the okay. calendar. Should I show the router real quick? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mitch from uh, MLCS. Okay, so you guys know MLCS. We work with them. Uh, this is this is what is known in the industry, Nicole, as an ad. Uh-huh. It's an ad. ad. We were paid. Are we going to give this to away? To show this, uh, are we going to give it away too? Um, 
What if I want to play with it first? Okay, well, yeah. <laughs> it might end up as a giveaway, but... <laughs> okay. Well, okay. I'm sorry, I didn't, I didn't mean so, to steal your stuff. Yeah, this 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 is an ad. Um, this is one of the things we might do once in a while oh, with MLCS. And he gave me a coupon. He gave me a coupon code. Go get that coupon code. I'll get the coupon uh, MLCS actually does make really great products. I, I talk about their clamp, that Merle clamp. Is one of my favorite things that they make, but they also Meryl. make fantastic um, router bits. They have a now a line of tools. Uh, I know in the past we had their sander, right? That little portable sander thing. Um, mm -hmm. But anyway, let me show you this router because you know what's all the rage the these days? Wireless. Yeah, well, cordless. Oh. Wireless invokes a different <laughs> sorry thought process. Cordless, there, wireless. It doesn't have a wire. That's so. right. You, you are correct. <laughs> so this guy is a nice little uh, portable portable router. And I believe this is one of the kits that he sent me. It comes with two batteries. Uh, of course, you got to have a charger. You have a uh, plunge base, fixed base, got a little fence oh, system. Honestly, I haven't um, had this very long, so I didn't look into how this guy attaches. But clearly, there's some sort of dust collection situation going on. I really want to see what that's about because dust collection on routers, one of my favorite things to complain about, Nicole. So if, uh, if anyone does anything to improve it, I'm all for it. Uh, but pretty you know, straightforward if you've seen a plunge router, you kind of know how this works. You've got your little, little lever arm here that you can then tighten up to lock in place. Looks like it has a quarter inch collet. And I believe that is as big as you're going to get on, uh, and you know, that's typical for a trim router. You've got your turret system here. Turret. Your turret with your uh, different stops, your turret stops down there. Uh, it's got this little integrated thing like you would expect on most routers. And I think the real, I think the real value with this router is the price range. Um, I did a little bit of comparison and I, I did it a week ago. Mm -hmm. I don't remember the numbers, uh, but this set, Compared to like, if you're going to be comparable in terms of functionality, look at the DeWalt setup. They've got a nice little um, cordless deal as well as the Makita, but I don't think you're going to be able to get it for the price on this thing. So is it, is it called the Rocky? Uh, Rocky, the Rocky Mountain High Router. It's the, uh, it's just the Rocky cord CL cordless trim router. I put the coupon code in the chat. Yeah. And that coupon code is good until the end of this month. Okay. Uh, so 4.30. And it is, and I just lost my, oh, there it is. Rocky CL10. Yep. There you go. Easy peasy. You guys remember Rocky? <laughs> no, <laughs> what movie is that? Don't go kissing Still haven't got a identified. Lip fungus thing you haven't identified yet. All right. So, <laughs> so here's the cool thing about this. You got these little buttons here, right? Now, this is the funny thing. Until I'm going to tell you what is I did. Is that what this is? Yep. Okay. Uh, I got this, and I hit this button, right? The one that has a little <laughs> padlock on it. And I go, oh, okay. Well, that's, that's clearly the light. So I don't need the light right now. Let me see what's going on. I hit the power button, and I'm like, Mitch, your router's broken, dude. <laughs> what is wrong with this router? And I, I kind of, I don't know why I didn't put two and two the, together. That Yes, it has a lock on it, but clearly it also, you know, turns the light on. I just assumed it might have been mislabeled or I don't know what I was thinking. I'm not that smart sometimes, guys. <laughs> we got a lot on our mind, right? But as, but as it turns out, this is a lock-unlock feature as a safety feature before you could turn it on. Um, it just also happens to put a light. Oops, where is it? Where is that light? Sorry, I'm hitting the wrong stupid button. So yeah, there's a little light there. All right, I'm gonna fire this up real quick. There's nothing in it and um, it's not that loud.
Pretty nice, right? Nice and smooth, but I can't hit it again unless I unlock it. So nice safety feature. Also, uh, anti-stupid feature. <laughs> Prevents stupid people from turning it on. So uh, I think this is a pretty good entry uh, you know, piece to, to come into the market, especially given the price point. I think it's a pretty fair price um, worth taking a look at. And these little trim routers are really handy. Mm -hmm. I have the DeWalt. I wanted to check out the, the Milwaukee at some point. Um, but they are just one of those things where it's, you might use it for other things, but my favorite thing to do is to keep a small, whatever the roundover is that I use the most, usually like a eighth inch roundover, keep it loaded with that. And it is just ready to go at any time. But the cord is kind of annoying. This cordless stuff is fantastic. You just keep it ready to roll. You just want to put that last little treatment on a project and it's you know super light, which is why I like it a lot. Um, and again, yeah, this kid has pretty much everything you're going to need. You got the Sorry, fixed base. Did you say kid? Kit. Oh, kit. This kid has everything you need. Yeah. Like... Check this kid. I'm just a kid over here. <laughs> <laughs> My name's Rocky. <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> you remember Rocky? <laughs> so go check it out. MLCS, uh, they make good stuff. Good people, too. Yeah. That's important. Great. Family, family owned business. Yeah, be sure, uh, as Gazang said, be sure to hit the right stupid button. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Drew Miles did a super chat. Thank you, Drew. How much does filming slow you down on your projects? Did the, did the super, super chat just to support you all? Well, thank you, Drew. Thank you, Drew. It slows me down a lot, frankly. <laughs> it does. It's a terrible burden, <laughs> but it is one I endure for you guys. It, uh, it is a challenge because you're constantly worried about positioning cameras. I've got tripods. What the heck are you looking at? I, I heard a little knock. I know, but you're staring at like I'm waiting, a ghost. I'm waiting for Mateo to come out and go, I okay. need your mom. Yeah. I'm sorry. Can you wipe my butt now? <laughs> uh, so there's tripods everywhere. Um, we got microphones to worry about. And now I think my microphone's kind of getting a little bit frayed at the oh, end. Really? So I keep getting from the, the guy, um, Todd, who does yeah. our editing. He's like, a couple audio issues in this one. And I'm like, oh, what's up with the audio issues? <laughs> like you go through the trouble of talking about something only to find out later you hear a yeah. in the middle of it. So, yeah, it, yeah, it is it is a pain in the butt. But I, I kind of don't know anything different now. It's been a long time um, that I've been doing this. So I'm sort of used to it. But there are few occasions where I can build something without filming it, without documenting it, and it's amazing how much faster we can go. Everybody in the chat is saying that Trimmer looks just like the Makita. Does it? Yep. Who knows? What do I know? <laughs> yeah, there's a Makita! <laughs> Here, look closely. Is it the Makita? It's gray, though. It's it not green. Bluish green. What is that color? What are we talking about? What day is it? Oh, it's Friday. Where, where are we? How much beer is too much? Uh, I think it depends on your um, yeah. capacity. <laughs> your, also, your, it, it depends on the beer. Yeah. And also what you are doing yes. after drinking that beer. Or during. All right. Yeah, we're not drinking beer. I got too much stuff to do. Someone says, hey, Mark, didn't you wear that shirt for the last show? As a matter of fact, I did. Thank you for Me too. noticing. We both are wearing the same clothes. Oh, my goodness. <clears throat> Let's see. I have a question here from Chuck Rice. I'm replacing the guides on my bandsaw with the ceramic ones. Now mm -hmm. they throw sparks. Sweet. That doesn't sound safe. Sounds fun, though. Uh, probably not good. 
Is there a known problem or did I do something wrong? Thanks for all you do. Well, I mean, what happens is you hit those those cool blocks and uh, and you get that little sparky action. Could be maybe the blade isn't running as true as it could, so you're getting a little more contact uh, with the blocks than you should. You might just double check and make sure that the blocks, typically you don't want them in direct contact at all times. So you want to make sure as you're doing your test run, you've got it in manual mode and you're rotating it. Um, you just want to make sure you're not making contact with the blocks. So sometimes uh, David Marks, trick was to grab a dollar bill and to put that between uh, as a spacer between the blade and the block or bearing, depending on what system you have. Um, so that's what I would do, is try to see if you can get it so that you actually have a fine little gap between there to limit how much that blade has to make contact. Uh, and then once it does, I've seen bandsaws, I mean, it's not ideal to see those sparks, but it's not a surprising thing to hear someone who has a, a block guide system that winds up seeing some sparks, but it is a sign that you should probably you know do something with calibration to avoid that from happening. Uh, we have some questions that I grabbed this morning that we never got around to answering. Alan Bell had asked, can you recommend a good outdoor rated poly or clear sealant that doesn't turn colors on a bench that's painted white? Oh, no, no. Your bench is painted white. <laughs> no. You're going to put something clear on top of it. Um, I, what I would probably do is try to find a paint that's white, that is meant to be outdoors, that will survive outdoors. Don't worry about top coating it. Just get a good quality paint that in and of itself is protective enough. As soon as you start putting top coats on it, you put anything oil-based that's going to yellow, and that's not going to look good. If you go water-based, I mean, you got uh, General Finishes has exterior 450. That is a water-based exterior formulation. Maybe that's something to try. Um, but I feel like putting another top coat on top of that paint layer for an outdoor project, it's just a question of what's going to fail first, right? And, and a lot of times it's that top coat. Paint, when you paint a project, that's actually one of the best things you can do. A lot of outdoor finishes, stains, deck finishes, they have pigment in them. And the pigment is what's blocking the UV. Well, what is paint? It's just a bunch of pigment, right? So you already have one of the most protective finishes you could possibly have for an outdoor piece. And if you're worried about changing the color, I might just make sure that the formulation of the paint is ideal for outdoor stuff and forego a top coat. But check out Exterior 450. Exterior 450. I'll put that in our Amazon store for, under Friday Live Okay. Uh, for easy reference. I got a question here from Kenneth Dunn. Does a router fence need to be perfectly square vertically to the table? Building my own fence. Did we answer this already? And table, and in my table saw wing and trying to determine how accurate to be. Some operations, okay, I would say most operations, it's probably not going to be a problem because if you're referencing from a fence and that fence is off from 90 to the table, well, you're still referencing from like, the, as long as it's consistently off down the length, you could ride a board against that, make some dados, and it's always going to reference from the same point. Just because the whole side of the workpiece isn't in full contact uh, doesn't really matter. The edge doesn't have to be. As long as you are consistently contacting at one point, then you're fine. So in most cuts, I think you're going to be okay. But if you do something like, trying to think which operation... Well, I know on a table saw, this is what gets you into trouble if you're making tenons, right? So if you decide to use your router to make tenons and you want to reference a workpiece off the fence so that you have to have the workpiece, you know, vertical like this, and then you lay it down flat and try to make the same cut and keep an even shoulder. If your fence isn't square, you're going to register differently at the top than you would at the bottom. 
So that can be potentially problematic. And it also depends on which way that fence is tilting, right? Because if it's like this, you're referenced this way and you always hit the bottom no matter whether you're vertical or laying down flat. But it's not ideal. If you can, try to adjust it out, shim it, do what you need to do. Um, but also think about the operation you're doing and whether or not it would be a factor. Uh, Alex, that is an ocarina. Ocarina! It's just a musical instrument from uh, Zelda. It's my little tutor. <laughs> I call it my tutor. Uh, question here from Alan Bell. Oh, wait a minute. We already did that one. Uh, Charles Masters. I just like saying your name, Alan. <laughs> Have you consulted with a videographer about being able to shoot maple without as much glare, filters, colored lighting? Uh, no, I haven't, Charles, because I just don't think it's worth the time. And Charles, I have your masks done. I will get them in the mail oh. tomorrow. And um, I correct me if I'm wrong, folks who have some video experience, when you have a bright white something in the screen, uh, in the shot, and everything else is not bright white, it can be very difficult to um, adjust the, the light on that. And I don't shoot in automatic. Automatic would be a nightmare. Uh, as soon as you put something bright white on there, it's, it's really problematic. Um, I actually have an editor that I work with who we've talked about things like this, and it's just it's best to avoid stark white things in your imagery just because it, it reflects the light so much that you have to dial everything down, which can darken the rest of the items that are in the shot, whether it's my hands or a tool uh, or even a background. So that's when you see like an auto iris adjustment will sense, oh my gosh, look at this bright white. So they, they dial it down a little bit, but everything has to get dark in order for that thing not to be washed out. Um, so I just, it's just best avoided. Um, but if anyone has any specific tips and things that I don't know about, I'd be happy to hear them. But I've tried a lot of different things and you know what? It's just easier to avoid maple. Uh, Alan has a super chat. Alan. I'm not sure what he's, I guess he's talking about the guild videos. Alan. Which we need to send out the newsletter. No entry slide and music in nesting table videos? Question mark? No. Did, you didn't do an entry or did like you change a, up the a, format? Like a title image? Did you change up the format or something? Yeah, there's no title image. Did you normally put title images? Yeah. Why did you change it up? Well, look at it this way. When you go to the guild yeah. and you say, I'm going to watch the nesting tables project. Mm -hmm. And then you click the video that says introduction. Mm-hmm. Do you not already know that you're watching the introduction? Do well, I need to remind you of it, that? But you might not be watching it from the page. You might download all the videos and load them in the Plex. Well then, you, well, then you should have other things that tell you what you're watching. You don't need the title <laughs> screen. It's redundant information. Okay. And the reason I did it was honestly to save four seconds. What about music? So that music? You, you press play. Again, music is just fluff. I could put a little music there if it, if it, makes, it, if it makes Alan happy. <laughs> But ultimately, it just is another thing getting in the way of the person getting to the information. Oh, that's awesome. As well. But I, I'm, I'm glad you noticed. You know what? On the next video I do, I'll put just a little bit of music for Alan. And I think you should just say, for Alan. Just for Alan. Just for Alan. Yeah, honestly, it, it's the same thing. The same logic goes to when you watch a YouTube video. Um, the world is no longer tolerant of long introductions. And the way I looked at it, it's like, this is not a YouTube video. There's nothing here that needs to, like... I don't need to identify this video so specifically because it will never be seen out of context from the project. You know what you're watching. So that's why. Okay. Here's some questions for you. Oh, good. I'm dealing with the child now. Uh, start with Scott K. Okay. Yeah. Scott K. I know 
I know that current events have thrown your schedule out the window. Are we going to see new courses added to the calendar soon? Well, Scott, I would love to say yes, but I don't know. The thing is, the way the, the new guild system works, we're not doing pre-orders, and I'm very glad. I talked about that a little bit this morning. Uh, really glad that we're not. Because it's situations like this that get us into hot water when we can't go where we were supposed to go, yet we've taken people's money. Uh, it's a difficult thing. So we still have plans this year for all these projects. We had all kinds of things to do, uh, but now we're not going anywhere uh, for at least a while. So my plan for new projects in the guild would be to probably do more myself. I don't know what and I don't know when, but that is definitely something I'm going to have to do to maybe fill the gaps. Um, and I even talked to Matt about possibly doing an extra project. Um, so we'll see. Uh, but I, I, don't, I don't know at this point because I have to get places to get these things filmed from, from guest instructors. But if, if, if you're bored with me, that's bad news because <laughs> you might just get more of me. <clears throat> Ryan Rich says... How do you go about finding inspiration for designing projects without trying to copy other pieces? Designing a project is my most difficult part of woodworking as I don't feel that I'm creative enough. Okay. That sounds like you. Let me, let me ask Nicole this question. <laughs> and Ryan, Ryan Rich, never trust a man with two first names. Yeah. Remember that. What was today like regarding me and work? Uh, stop and start. Stop and start. Oh. Oh, <laughs> I can't do this. I don't want to. I can't think of. Oh, I need to go back to simple. I'm making it too complicated. Today was one of those <laughs> days like, that, All right. that remind me how bad I am at designing yeah. furniture. And it was frustrating. And I'm going too far. And then I'm like, oh, why am I doing this? I need to keep it simple. And I think it's hilarious that you you get all up in your head and then you just dump it all on me. And I'm like. So what are you going to do? Well, that's what wives are for. <laughs> I just, yeah. <clears throat> All right. Look, it's like every time you give me a PTA story. Yeah. That's exactly <laughs> what And I'm like, like, so what are you going to do? <laughs> uh, yeah. Hey, what's fair is fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, design is difficult for some people. Some people, it, it just comes natural to them. That's great. And I'm glad those people exist. For me... Uh, my work will always be a combination of experiences and things that I've seen, other projects I've seen, and me mushing them together into something I feel is has my stamp on it. Is it a completely unique idea? No. Uh, nothing I make will ever be super unique. Um, but it, it, that's just the kind of woodworker that I am. So don't stress too much. I'll tell you what I did. I got so frustrated with it. I was like, you know what? I got to just stop. I got to do something else. I had a uh, backyard thing in our little outdoor kitchen area that I needed to fix. So it was great because it involved a hammer, a, a old screwdriver that I'm using as a chisel, and smack and grab, smacking that grout out of there. And it was very um, therapeutic. Then I watched some Mario Brothers cartoons. You fell asleep on And uh, took a little snooze. <laughs> and then, here's the thing though. When it was all said and done, I kind of like got back. Once I got my head together, I'm like, yeah, I think I know what I'm going to do now. Because mm -hmm. yeah, here's the frustration with this one. I'm trying to design it, but I have limited material. And I'm trying to design it with a material that I have, but I haven't quite finalized the design itself yet. Mm -hmm. So I'm balancing, can I even make what I'm designing? It's just been a pain in the butt. So don't be too hard on yourself. Um, continue to look at pictures. Get as much inspiration as you can. Ask around. Sometimes asking other people 
I mean, when I got stuck on the nesting tables, I was going to show them, but I don't have them here. I got stuck on the nesting tables, and I talked to Brian and I talked to John, two mm -hmm. people who are great designers uh, who helped me you know, see through some of these problems. And I don't care that it wasn't all my idea. Who, who cares? It's an awesome who piece. Who cares? So what? As long as I just say, hey, these dudes helped me out with this big time, um, you know, I still built it. So there you go. That's that. A good, good question, right? I got to stop playing with this thing. Yeah. There's nothing more satisfying. Look, you could. You could talk about Apple all you want and how annoying they can I be. I will talk about them all And how I expensive want. they can be. And you can't stop me. But they really do design products that I just want to play with. Yeah. They're so satisfying. I do like that. It's so, this, the case is so well made. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Chris Kalnassi says, making router-based router mortises. Prefer using a hand-based router in the workbench or drop to the workpiece on a router table. Did I read that right? Yeah. You know, I don't often do a drop cut on the router table. Nothing wrong with it if you can if you can control it on the way down. Um, and I've done that before. But I really gravitate to the handheld router and edge guides. Um, I made that video about, like, what if you don't have a domino? Well, you make mortises like they always have. Um, but I, I've, I've gotten a sense from a lot of people that that level of control is something you get with time. Like, they'll say, oh, well, that's nice if you can actually control the router that well. Um, and so I, I see that it might be a little bit difficult for some people, but it's worth practicing and it's worth uh, getting to that point because you could do something as complex as an example, as complex as Jory's Hank chair. And I went in and made videos showing how to do it with a router. And these are really com crazy compound angles and miters. <clears throat> can, you, can you say hi to Robert? Where? Robert Bradfield? Robert did a, he did a super chat and then this is this Oh, thing. sweet. Robert. Hi, Robert. Robert with two Bs. I can't say I've ever seen that. From Queensland, Australia. First time. I wish it would not do that. First time seeing you live and the after show at that. Yay. Hey, Robert. Dude, is that a beard? Is You You look like you're in a lot of wind in that picture. <laughs> Sometimes I see these pictures. They're really tiny. I can't tell what they are, but nice to meet you, Robert. And uh, thank you so much for that super chat. Uh, let's see. Did Nicole get questions over here? Oh, you guys. Oh, wow. I'm way behind. You guys are talking about the Guild Project music and stuff. Okay. I'm going to scroll so I can get current. Does Mark not get a super special Belforest discount? Is, is Belforest still open? The last I heard, they had closed. But I don't know with the, the whole coronavirus thing what their situation is. Um, yeah, I probably you know what I would get? I'd probably get the same discount all guild members get. <laughs> but we have a um, like an affiliate program with them. So if you buy a project from them, we get like a small percentage of that. So I'm not sure if I would get a discount. Because <laughs> I am compensated for our partnership. Here we go. Shane. I believe you built the gaming dining table and coffee table with different styles of accessory rails. Would you choose one style over the other or do both work well? Both work well. The one on a dining table is more complex, but it is also sturdier. It will take more weight. It's a much more secure connection. The coffee table one is a little bit more casual. It's, it's easy to put them on. You can kind of pop them in and out anywhere you want, but I don't know that I would rely on it to hold a lot of weight. Um, so that's kind of the balance. I mean, what, if you have a cup of coffee there, a glass of wine, a cup of water, 
um, an iPhone holder, like all those things would be perfectly fine on, on the one that's on the coffee table. So I think if I were to do it again, I would, I, I would probably do the one that's on the coffee table. Um, it's just, it's a little finicky to make it, but once you get it down and you have your proof of concept, um, it's just an easier system to work with. Oh, Ben says Belforest is closed, but they will still ship stuff. Just takes a bit longer. Well, and the thing is, Austin Hardwoods, I messaged them today. I said, are you guys still open? Or are you just doing deliveries? Um, and they are open. So they're, they're totally open. And that's where it's killing me because I'm like, ah, oh, like I need material. So I think there's a chance Brian Benham is going to be coming up from uh, the springs mm -hmm. to get some wood. And he offered to pick up what I need and just like literally throw it in my driveway. <laughs> and then I'll take it in from there. Because unfortunately, Brian can't just be like, well, I guess I'm not working for a couple months. Yeah. Uh, so he needs material and he's going he's gonna to take one for the team. Mm. And I got to get some more Sapelli. Gots to get it, baby. I wanted to share my, my new pet. Oh, oh you're, you're uh, Ah, Amber Alert. Your Tamagotchi? Ah. You got an, ah. How come I didn't get an Ouch. Amber Alert? Stop it! <laughs> it's buzzing your wrist bone. Stop it! <laughs> uh, all right. Wyoming place. Oh, gazanked. I don't know, man. I don't know if the coffee table version could hold a Dougie. That's mm. a lot of meat in Dougie's, a small package. Dougie's pretty dense. He is a dense boy. On a number of fronts. So I want to know what the James Wright thing about the chisel was. Yeah. It got me curious. So I just wanted to share my pet. This is my sourdough starter, Fran. You named her Fran? Yeah. It's San, fantastic. Of San you. Francisco. Fran San Francisco. It's a sourdough starter that uh, we're making pancakes from that tomorrow. Yeah. Anybody else doing sourdough starters? <laughs> it seems like it's, it's the rage right you now. You and the rest of the colonial <laughs> troops. I, I've been wives. seeing a lot of people doing sourdough starters. <laughs> I think it's kind of awesome. It is. That is one good thing that's coming out of this situation. I mean, there's actually quite a few good things. It sucks to, to, I shouldn't even talk about good things when everything is so bad for some people. It's but nice to highlight But if you positive. are going to highlight some of the positive things, yeah. people are becoming more resourceful. Yeah. They're remembering like, oh, wait, we can do this thing. Yeah. We have these uh, things that we can do. There's even us with like food. Cook. We're way more efficient <laughs> with, with what we cook and what we do with leftovers. Yeah. And something that we take for granted all the time. So this was... I think this was kind of, a, as far as consumerism goes, mm -hmm. a good reminder um, for us personally. I think so too. Did you get Alan Lillich his super chat? He says, "But the music is so cheerful." I agree well, that's with you. why we have we've got uh, we got music um, <laughs> here. We have music on the morning show that's very cheerful. Do, 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 do. Yeah. Well, there was one time <laughs> my biggest lesson with this to be careful with intros came when I did a series of videos for Powermatic mm -hmm. on shop setup. Uh -huh. And it was my 10 tips 10 for tips. setting up a shop, right? Yeah, I remember that. And at the beginning of each one, because I thought they were going to release these things at like, least a week or two apart. Yeah. So I was like, I forget how the intro went, but I'm like, I'm Mark Spagnolo, and this is my shop in Phoenix, Arizona. And here's my top 10 tips. And the thing was, they were short videos, but they put them in succession. So then you would watch it and like, you'd have to watch that intro over and over and over. And it was awful. And I was like, okay, now I got to be careful with this presentation. Because yeah. sometimes people, they already know. There's a reason why Netflix puts skip intro there. That's true. You know? Yeah. Ben Bodner did a super chat. Thank you, Ben. How flat is flat for, Real flat. A, for a tabletop? 
I'm using five foot long boards and I have about one eighth of a bow measured in the center of some of the boards. Is that flat enough? Let me see the question again. Right there. Okay, so five foot long, it's got about an eighth of a inch of bow measured at the center. So you're saying along the length, you've got a little <laughs> bit of bow, an eighth of an inch over five feet is a reasonable amount of error. I mean, depending on what you're gonna do, right? So er. error, er. <laughs> if you're gonna put that into a tabletop, you can kind of clamp out an eighth of an inch. Um, and you know, with the rest of the boards, everything going together, you just press down in the middle and get that clamp pressure engaged. I would not be too stressed about it. Uh, I'm assuming you're at the thickness you wanna be at and you don't wanna take any chances thinning it down and milling it more. I'd be okay with that. And I mean, especially with tabletops, it's so much more forgiving than, than people tend to think. You know, mm -hmm. it, it, they, these tabletops don't have to be dead flat. And then once you make them, unless it's a dramatic problem, they'll never be flat, but it'll be okay. You know, so I think, I think you're fine with that. Uh, Tim JB says, I so wish my grandmother had written down her amazing almond cinnamon, cinnamon roll recipe. Well, now I do too. I wish mm -hmm. you wrote it down. So Tim, uh, it's not an almond cinnamon roll recipe, oh. but I do have... Does Nikki P have some cinnamon roll a, recipe for it's you? It's a milk icing cinnamon roll From recipe a grandmom. From my great-grandmother. Great-grandmom. Even great better. Great-grandmother. Even better, Nicole. That has been passed down. Um, so if you would, it's a process. I mean, it takes me almost all day to make those suckers. Yeah. Um, but they're good. So if Fred you would is, like that recipe, let me know. Fred's concerned that Wolverine is going to accidentally cut my mic wire. <laughs> yeah. He's the best at what he does. <laughs> okay. Mm, uh, let's see. I did have a after show. We're using the after show feed. Um, yep. Since uh, Mike McMahon said, what do you use to flatten your Shapton stones? Can you put it in your Amazon store? I think it's already there, isn't it? I think it might have been. We may have talked about it. It is a DMT flattening stone. Do they call it the diaflat or something like that? Flattening plate? Yeah, that, that'll get you there. Uh, hold, hold up, hold up. Uh, 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 this one? Lapping plate right there. Oh, it's, ooh. <clears throat> All right, look. Let's talk about something. <laughs> ooh. This is ridiculously priced. I'm actually surprised that I bought it <laughs> because it is a stupid little piece of steel with a uh, you know, little diamond powder well, encrusted on it. Well, it says it's 8% off. <laughs> well, that's a huge discount, Nicole. It's $203. Yeah. Lapping plates, for some reason, are really frigging expensive. But the problem was I got so tired of trying all these other methods and I just wanted something that would just be fast and quick and I could get these things flattened after each use and I must, at some point, I must have plunked down the cash for that because... Yeah, it says you bought it. That's very expensive. <laughs> I don't get uh, freebies from DMT. Oh, Cinnabon. Cinnabon's garbage compared to what Nicole puts out. <laughs> Let me tell you that. Cinnabon does have quantity, though. Yes, but it's are they still as good over quality. Are they still as good as they used to be? I haven't had a Cinnabon in a long time, but yeah. I remember back in Jersey, when that started to come out, and they would always be in the mall, right? Yeah. It was like a thing. Yeah. Like my mom was like, oh, like yeah. women would like be on their knees going, oh, <laughs> cinnamon buns. Because I don't have to spend all day in the kitchen. <laughs> but they were like something that you couldn't make at home. Yeah, they were right, right. that good yeah. and you could like make a meal out of it. Right. And they were huge. They were ginormous. Have they, are they still that good? Like people who I know about. I think they're still fine. It, I feel like it's one of those things that like slowly over time. Yeah. They got like cheaper and maybe yeah. not. 
I don't know. Is my impression wrong? Let me know. I, I don't know. I don't think so. I just, I'm, I've had my fill. I don't know. I don't eat that garbage anyway. <laughs> I eat very healthy, Nicole. You eat my cinnamon rolls. You eat my uh, chocolate peanut butter uh, Ritz oh, cracker boy, patties. I? Oh, you, you, you started something yeah. with that. It's a super easy recipe. Just two Ritz oh, here crackers, we go. peanut butter, and some dipped chocolate. This was the question I wanted to know. James Wright reviewed a whole mess of chisels, ease of sharpening, holding an edge, and other metrics. And he was really thorough. Well, I'll have to check it out. I mean, here's the problem. You don't want to like, especially if you just bought chisels, and one of the worst things you could do, this goes for like technology, and I do this all the time, and I don't know why I do it. I go and buy a laptop, and what do I do after I bought the laptop? I go home and I watch reviews. And this is something that happens all the time in power tools, well, any tools really, uh, people will watch review videos of tools they've already made their decision on. Sure. And that they like, because I think what they want is that confirmation. Of they want to know that they got a good deal or that they did get the best one now that they've had experience with it. And that's when you find people being like, oh, you're crazy, burr, burr, burr. And it's like, wait a minute, why are you even watching a review video? You've already made your decision. Anyway. So I did just get those Lee Valley chisels. And the last thing I want to do is go watch James' video and find out, well, these are terrible. Because <laughs> I'm like, well, they're, they're, okay, it's fine. But here's the other thing. One thing I realized is a company can make a bad batch. Sure. How about those blue spruce? I didn't hear back from them on that, but, um, you know, that was disappointing. Uh, for folks who are asking me about how the PMV11 has been holding up, it's it's been fantastic. Those handles need some work, but... The, the, the metal is good. So OJ just got in the chat room, and there was no notice that went out about the show. Even though I made it public, I don't know why it didn't I have no make idea. the notice. It's all good. Well, Weird. we got a nice little, uh, yeah. nice little, uh, 347. He wants us to start again, though. It's a little, okay. Good morning, everybody. <laughs> good morning, good morning. It's the morning show. Good morning, everyone. I'm Mark. It's the evening show. That's Nicole. Hi. It's my trusty sidekick. <laughs> you actually are kind of like a, a sidekick. You're You're almost like... Sometimes I envision us being on a two-person motorcycle and you're in the sidecar, right? Because this person sits a little bit higher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So imagine us cruising down the highway, Nicole in the sidecar. It'd be pretty sweet. <laughs> um, Bill wants me to do a video on, my, on the cinnamon rolls. I don't... You know, I thought about making a video on how I make my masks. Mm -hmm. And I could... I don't, nobody won't watch that. Couple people. Someone, you look, would watch someone asked me about uh, making a video on my process. Yeah. Like the filming, editing, the gear that I use, mm -hmm. things like that. And I'm like, there was a time when people would ask for that and we would totally have put that on yeah. the Wood Whisperer. Yeah. Um, because Maybe was, we just put it right here. It, well, we, we, it was just more about a community thing. But over time, the, the community, if you want to call it that, the, the YouTube crowd uh, and what the algorithm is looking for, these things have become very specific. And people are terrified to go off topic. And that's why everybody has second channels. Because, God forbid, they talk to the camera for a little while. Oh, now people aren't watching the whole video. What do we do? <laughs> you know, and we're, you know, I make fun of it. But we're victims of that, too. And mm -hmm. we're guilty of it, too. Because you don't want to have a ton of people thumbing everything down. Because you talk too much, you know. But uh, so I guess the Off Cuts channel is a place we could certainly publish a weird video like that. Like I did the salmon recipe. That's right? true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And didn't we put salmon. that on the Offcuts channel? No. No, that was... I put a, that in a guild. It was at the end of a guild project. Yeah, and I put that in the guild. Yeah. But we've, we've done a couple of recipes over the years. Yeah. But we just don't do, we don't do the 
you know, we kind of put that stuff in a corner. I thought about so just people like, who really want to see it, they can find it. Like with my mask, I was just going to get my iPhone out and just film myself. There's just nothing wrong with that. <laughs> iPhone takes great video. Yeah. Okay, what else we got? Let's get some question. Question. Uh, did you answer all the questions I had pulled? I aside? got one here. Looks like one I'm going to like. November Grain. Oh yeah, I like his name. Her, fan, or her name. Pretty fantastic name. Also has Stewie as an avatar. <laughs> Uh, with the increasing availability of CNC router friends? machines, what? Are we new best friends? <laughs> yes. I think I just found my bestie. Uh, hitting the market is the debate over whether using CNC uh, is part of true woodworking starting to disappear? Not at all. And I'll, I'll tell you what. Speaking of things I'm, I'm scared to post on my YouTube channel, the video I have in the works on the CNC. I am actually legitimately afraid of posting that. Oh, really? I just don't want to deal with the BS. You know what I mean? It's going to be awful. I'm, if you look at what's happening across the craftspeople, makers, things like that, there are actually very few um, true woodworkers in the sense of that's all I do, right? I build furniture. I talk about joinery. I talk about finishing. I build furniture. You may not like the tools I use or you may disagree with some of my opinions. That's fine. But I'm very focused in that. A lot of people are really trying to do the maker thing, mm -hmm. you know, or they're doing general DIY stuff. And that's perfectly fine. That stuff it does really well. So when someone like me goes in there and says, oh, I got a CNC, there's at least a percentage of people who will immediately knee-jerk reaction be like, Oh, well, it's all over for Moose Beggs. I'm not going to watch him anymore just because he's got a CNC. Uh, because I guess some channels have, have done that. Once they had a CNC, uh, they started to make a lot of CNC content. And, you know, that's like watching a coffee maker make coffee. It's not that interesting. <laughs> so, um, I don't know. When uh, we watched Jerry Seinfeld on that uh, getting coffee, comedians getting coffee, mm -hmm. whatever, they always show a bunch of coffee being made. I, yeah, and I find that's it a transition. It's just a transition. <laughs> You have to do it in slow motion. It's already in slow motion, usually. So honestly, I'm a little bit nervous about it because I do feel that a large percentage of our He's audience... He's going to go like, I'm going to hit publish right now. Yeah, I'm going to hit publish and then run away for a week. Yeah. Um, that our audience has a certain expectation and that they don't want to see me go down a path of, of CNC-focused projects. Yeah. And while the CNC will play a role in my business and certainly might show up to do something that I can't do any other way, I, I, there's no fear of that happening with the CNC. Mm. Um, but to answer your question, yeah, there's plenty of people who are still going to give me crap because the CNC is not real woodworking. So, yeah, those people haven't gone away, and most of them still haven't changed their mind. <laughs> um, it just, it's, it's, it's a thing. Uh, Stumptown, projects or tasks to start practicing with a jack plane for the first plot? first time got one as a gift and it's still in the box i want to learn uh technique and when it might be a better option than power well i use it when it does something that i can't easily do with power this morning we had a question about making really wide bevels that exceed what the table saw can do so in a lot of cases you get it close but then you got to take a hand plane to finish it off so that's one that works well uh maybe try flattening a board so let's say you're going to joint a big board uh that maybe it's too big for your jointer. You only have a six inch jointer. Um, you can actually try an exercise of flattening it down and you don't always have to get it perfectly flat. What you need to do is get it so that it sits stable. So try to flatten it out. You know, put this, um, put the jack planes right behind me on an aggressive setting and, and go to town. Try to find your high spots, get a couple of winding sticks. Um, so you could try flattening. 
You can also try edge jointing. This can be one of the most frustrating things uh, when you first start out, and I've done this in the past. I'll take a jointed surface right off the jointer, and then, not anymore, I've gotten the hang of it, but initially, you put it in the clamp and you, you start, and all you really have to do is continue what the, who's at the door? Delivery? I'm sure it's delivery. You oh. just have to continue what the jointer has already done. But that's how you learn how, how just with a, a little different mustard, a little bit of pressure in the wrong place, you can actually take what was a square and flat surface and turn it into something that is not square and not flat. Um, so I, I would practice those things. I think those will serve you well because there's going to be times where if you have just this little thing that you want to put together, a lot of people don't realize that the power tools tend to leave a little bit of chatter. And as soon as you grab a really good quality plane and you run that over that edge that was just jointed, you could look at that shaving and start to see the imperfections in the surface. Uh, it, it's quite amazing how much better the plane can do uh, than one of the power tools. Now, is this a problem? No, because even with those little scallop marks and little um, ripples, it's so minute that you could still glue joint those together and you would never see it. But can you get the surface even better? And can you get that joint even better, yeah, you can. Uh, is it worth your time? I don't know, but you're looking to practice, so that's what I did recommend. Did you call off? Did you say the off cuts channel? Yeah. Earlier, this is we don't have the off. Some, Frank says, well, "How do I find the off cuts channel?" It's not the off cuts anymore, is it? It's no. the morning show. No, it's called Wood Whisper Live. I don't know what the hell's going on here, Nicole. <laughs> I don't even know. I don't even know where I'm getting my food tomorrow morning. So the, the oh, okay, so apologies for the confusion. We used to call this the Wood off Whisper cut. Off Cuts. Yeah. Then it became so dominated by the, by the morning light. show yeah. or Friday Live uh, that we just were... Just called it Wood Whisper Live. We were contemplating a name change, but then I just realized, well, no, really, the purpose of this channel is to facilitate live broadcasts. Um, so we called it Wood Whisper Live yeah. to be as generic as possible. And obviously <laughs> I just... Confuse the crap out of everybody. We don't know what what's going on. Yeah, we change the names of things far too often. Yes, we do. And logos. And logos. And, Look, yeah. John and I are a creative powerhouse duo. It and sometimes, me. Nicole, sometimes a powerhouse duo, we just have to create. That's what we do. Yeah. <laughs> By we, I mean John. And then I go. But I, I have just to bought stickers. <laughs> Here's the, here's the other thing. Nicole buys in bulk. I do so because she buys I'm at the best price. Thousands of of things. She has greeting cards that Just we use for thank cards. you cards, little yeah. note cards that have like a three. It's like three logos ago. No, I think it's one. Logo. Because she bought like six thousand of them. No, I didn't. It wasn't six thousand. It was probably like three hundred. I had to buy it by the gross. I'm sorry. All right. <laughs> Can we just spend the rest of the show uh, making fun of you? Yeah, I'll make fun of you back then. Okay. Um, let's see. Oh, Jackman works. He has a check mark next to his name. Is that Paul Jackman? Oh, who let him in? Who let this guy in? Get him out of here. You can see it. Uh, Where'd it should, go? I didn't see it. You just need to scroll, catch up. Yeah, okay. you're, you're far behind. Well, that's no surprise. You guys know that he uses pallet wood, right? There he is. Here we go. Okay. He says, so you made the leap to CNC. How much longer do we have to wait for your next transition to pallet wood? The world wants to know. <laughs> Listen, I could tell you, I could, I, I'm glad that, that he likes pallet wood. Mm. Because I don't want any of it. Mm. And then he can have it all. That's fine. No, uh, Paul Jackman does some amazing work. And, uh, and I, I respect what he can do with things like 
palettes. Does he make those design like the mountain designs from palettes? Oh, okay. like a mosaic type yeah, thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he does. Oh, okay. He does amazing stuff that okay. you would not ever expect to be from a yeah. palette. He's also uh, really good at um, like being irreverent and not caring what people think, mm -hmm. which I really respect a lot. Yeah. <laughs> he's a good dude. Well, thanks for hanging out with us. He's also uh, a jerk, so I just want to say that. What? You're a jerk, so... This is what I do to people I like, Nicole. <laughs> okay. You know Matt Cremona's wife called me a hussy? <laughs> you are. <laughs> oh, I about spit out my water when I read that. I was like, I like her. I like her style. Uh, George Warner says, During these trying times, we should start a campaign to get Norm to release the blooper reel from the New Yankee Workshop. There's got to be one, right? Do what now? A blooper reel yes, from the. Yes, a blooper reel. Oh, you want to know why I got distracted? Yeah. I got a question. I'm not. I don't even know how to answer it, but I, I feel like I need to put it up there. Um, but I saw a question that had oh, to yeah. do with race, and yes. I immediately was like, bzz, 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 like, yeah. Make sure that I don't say something stupid. Yes. So that's why I didn't hear okay, what you said. Sorry. Um, African Americans being underrepresented. Representation especially when we're talking about race, is a really challenging thing to do. Mm -hmm. uh, because, you know, Fine Woodworking has, has gotten a little bit of flack for this when they're like, check out our, our 2020 Fine Woodworking Live panel. And it's a bunch of white dudes, mm -hmm. like no across the board. Maybe there's one woman, Maybe. you know. And, and it can be really challenging if, if, if we're talking a numbers game, if there's just more old white dudes who, who teach for a living, they're easier to get there. So I think if you want to be a company that wants to help fix this problem, uh, you have to actually work a lot harder. You have to go out of your way. Good example, when we talk about female representation mm -hmm. in the guild mm -hmm. and in our groups, we really decided that it wasn't good enough to just simply, let's just get a woman in there and then let it go and everything will be fine. You sort of have to go out of your way to make it more welcoming for these people to be part of a group. And I know I've done this before. Maybe it's overcompensating. But if I see a woman post in the guild, mm -hmm. I want to participate. Mm -hmm. I want to make her feel welcome. I want to encourage her uh, just because I know in her situation in a male-dominated industry, it's a little bit difficult. And maybe that's something that would help her stay and contribute and well, feel like she can put stuff out there and yeah. not have to sit in the sidelines. You know. Right. So uh, I, I don't have any great answers for a question like that. That's much deeper than I'm, you know, able to uh, to convey. But it, it is, you know, potentially problematic. And mm -hmm. what is the solution? The solution is the the people who are in charge of putting information out there well, and the, have to work harder. To and we, when we lived in Arizona, extremely talented. Uh, it was at the Woodcraft. Oh, Remember those him? guys? They had yeah, they had a they, shop. I don't know if they were brothers. But they had they were partners yeah. and they built amazing furniture. And he had a piece that was being judged mm -hmm. there, right? I, and I wanted to get down to their shop and I never did. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a this and this is just not not just woodworking. I think this goes across any discipline. You always have this problem of of minorities or you know sex issues mm -hmm. um, that yeah, are that hard to confront. And I wish I had a better answer, but uh, well, if you happen to know, in fact. Um, we're getting suggestions in the chat of some good uh, African-American yeah, channels. Yeah, DIY creators. DIY creators. I'm going to check them out. So. <laughs> Alec Kilpatrick, the Wood Hussies second act. <laughs> <laughs> I should, you know, speaking of name changes, I think it's about time the Wood Whisperer, yeah, it's run its course. Yeah. That'll be the Wood Hussy. The Wood Hussy. 
<laughs> I like that. Uh, ben said he's watching The Wood Whisperer on Amazon Prime. Yahoo! Season one, episode one. Is the show title is episode two? Yes, I know. I left the original episode one out of Amazon Prime because in that context, it just didn't belong. Doesn't make any sense. It was just him talking. Yeah, it was me. Not even doing anything. It was a hello world it mission like, statement. And he's wearing the stupid "Welcome to the Gun Show." Oh my god! It's just like I'll just, <laughs> I'll just leave that on the website. Yeah, you don't. And, and think of the context on Amazon Prime. You're sitting there. You're ready to watch a show about woodworking, and this episode guy's like, one. And this guy's reading from a teleprompter in 2006. Hello, my name is Mark Spagnolo. It's like you don't. <laughs> you didn't already, miss anything. We already get flack for that first season. And saying how sexist you are because I'm cleaning. And we do the stupid tropes. And it's like, honey, can you come help? We don't do that. That doesn't happen. No. But, uh, yeah. You go in. You get in here and help me now. Mark. You SOB. This is what I say. Mark, I could use your help. Yeah. I could really use your help about now. (laughs) I can't take this parenting thing. Uh, so Jack noticed that I did look at, I saw a question, I didn't see it was from Jack, yeah. saw a question about spokeshaves being bevel up or bevel down, and I was pre, like I was getting ready while you were doing something, and I kind of like sneakily looked at it, and I never answered the question. Okay. So I would assume they're all like this, right? Uh, bevel down. Correct me if I'm wrong on that, but mine are bevel down. That was funny. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> oh boy. Oh boy. Oh yeah. Um let's see. Whoops. We're gonna dead space. I'll 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 ask a question. Ryan Tharp. Hey Mark. When I did my table for my big green egg, I had a real problem with the hinge in the back. Uh-huh. So I think that's just more of a comment versus a question. Okay. They have specs on the website. So if you look, you know, I looked up um mine is an XL. Uh, XL Big Green Egg Dimensions. They have a PDF that shows you the clearance required and they give very specific numbers. I believe it's like 12 and a half inches from the top surface of the table to like the bottom um, of the egg itself, which is then on a nest. So it's a little bit, I can't remember the exact numbers, but they are very, very specific about it. So I would be curious to know if you had those measurements or what, what you were going off of with your numbers because it would be really friggin' disappointing to go and build this thing. And it isn't like you could do a lot of testing with a, with a big green egg. You know what I mean? Like it's heavy, right? You know that. So how do you make sure that once that thing pivots up that the hinge has clearance? Well, you trust their numbers. Mm-hmm. So it'd be really, I'd be upset. God, it burps again. I'd be upset if I went through all that trouble, built that table, and the damn numbers were wrong. <laughs> so let me know what you did and, and why. Um, or maybe they, you had an older one and they changed the hinge. I, I don't know. Savreen says, is this really an after show? It's no. technically after the show that we couldn't do this morning. Well, yeah. So I guess so technically, technically it is. technically is an after show. No, this is our makeup show. And since it was a event already in YouTube, yeah. we just used that and opened it up to the public. There you go. <clears throat> uh, anything else? Do we have more questions? Um... Any questions? Anything I'm else? Sure I'm, Hit I'm us with questions if you guys got them. I'm going to scroll back up and see if I can grab anything. Um, but the but the camp at the arrow. <laughs> oh, good times. What are we going to do this weekend? The same thing we do every weekend, Pinky. It's a day. Try to take over the world. 
thinking. <laughs> I um I will probably now that I've resolved what I want to do with this table, mm -hmm. I will probably do a little bit of work on that table. Oh, no, you're not. Um, Tomorrow's then, cleaning day. Get started. Why don't you get started tonight? Save no, yourself some time tomorrow. You, you get started. <laughs> Listen, lady. I don't want to take any flack from you. Daniel Roberts wants to know, do you have any recommendations uh, for a book about furniture styles? Nope. Yeah, you do. You got a bunch of books. No. I mean, he's looking for like a general resource. Yeah. There may be something out there, uh, Daniel, but I don't, I haven't read one um, that's like generically covering furniture styles. You can usually find books about specific furniture styles, whether you're looking at Green and Green, you know, Queen Anne, Chippendale, you'll find coffee table books and things like that that, you know, show the different styles. But one that kind of is a broad overview, I'm not sure if that exists, I don't know. I'm gonna give you uh, the view of Mark's book. <clears throat> shelf at least one of them he has two um i smell bread it's the yeast it's my starter oh i thought i smelled something that's super funny yeah. oh yeah it smells yeasty very nice yeasty josh says i expect more makeup like early wood whisperer style hey no more of that i'm done my makeup days are over and i didn't wear makeup i only no. i wore lip gloss you did <clears throat> It's all right. Uh, what else we got? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm wait, ready. I'm pumped. Let's, let's do a couple more questions. Daniel says there's going to be new episodes of Pinky and the Brain. Oh, really? Eh, I didn't know that. Mm. Oh, today's the 10th. We have to do um, Trolls movie uh, tonight. Sure. Okay. Mm, maybe, maybe we'll do it tomorrow. Yeah, okay. T-slap it in, okay. Let's see. Drew says, I'm thinking about using a T-slap bit in the top of my assembly table to try to save on T-Track. Do you think that would be, uh, would it work or would it be too weak? Depends on what you're putting that T-slot in um, and how much clamping pressure you need uh, from it. I can't imagine on an assembly table how much you're gonna put pressure on it. I mean, why, why do you have the T-Track on there in the first place? Um, I assume you're using your assembly table for work. Uh, so think about the work holding you're gonna do if it's heavy duty stuff. You know, you can do a T-Track, just make sure you're using a good quality hardwood. Um, even the, what do you call it? The, the oh shoot, micro jigs, dovetail shape things. <laughs> match fit, uh, micro jigs match fit system is kind of based on that kind of principle. They just plow a, a dovetail groove in there and you can get quite a, quite a bit of clamping pressure. Um, but I just think you should make sure it's a, a good durable material. Most things that I can't think of anything that you would need that much clamping pressure on that it would be problematic. So yeah, man, go for it. That actually sounds pretty cool. Josh Mann says, uh, "Cheers, Trolls was great. Watch it earlier in the evening with the kiddos. He's on the east, east oh, coast." Oh, that's neat. How? I mean, that is one thing that's super cool about what's happening with movies. Yeah. Right. I think this may have this some lasting changes in, in release. Uh, all right, now we're talking. <clears throat> now we're getting into it. Why the big green egg over Primo? Mm. He couldn't decide. Well, I've had a Primo <laughs> yes, for have. a long time. And you have a little mini green egg. And I did for, what, like Father's Day yeah. two years ago? Uh, got the Mini Max Big Green Egg. I have always envied the Big Green Egg community in, in terms of, like, they do stuff. They connect with people. They, they've got a lot of accessories. Um, they, they, the company seems to really, you know, care about the community. And I wanted a piece of that. So I would be like in a big green egg group or a forum and just kind of, you know, 
I'm not, I'm not going to tell these people I actually have a primo. But uh, yeah, so uh, that's I kind of just got it because I, I, I wanted a big green egg alternative to my primo. Yep. And I also, um, I like having more than one grill. Oh, okay. <laughs> so uh, what, what actually happened with that, we went to... Stephen Reichlin's, he had a barbecue class. Barbecue you guys, University. Some people may, may or may not know Stephen. Um, he does a thing called Barbecue University. He's also got a PBS show on um, barbecue, grilling, smoking. Um, super so cool guy. What's the latest show called? Fire? Project Fire. Project Fire. Okay. Um, so, yeah, so we went to one of his classes, got talking to him. A big green egg representative was there. And I was like, should I say, say what, I, what I was going to do? <laughs> I was like... We were there for vacation, right? So this wasn't a business trip at all. And I'm like, I wonder if I could get a free big green egg. <laughs> <laughs> and it was almost like, do you dare me to go talk to her? Do you dare me? Uh, and then we just kind of uh, talked to the uh, marketing representative that yeah, was there. We like to work with you. Um, That's basically what it was. Pitched them something and, uh, and they responded. Yep. So here we are. Here we are. I do, honestly, though. I, I wish I didn't get the XL. Uh -huh. I, I kind of wish I got the, the, the large. Yeah, yeah, the XL. I just didn't realize... How big it was going to be. <laughs> uh, someone asked, David, how's your anxiety doing? How's your anxiety? Well, how's yours? Well, um, you, I think you probably have talked about it on Instagram. Have you ever talked about it? I've mentioned it in various Well, venues. and I think, I think it's important to talk about it because I have it too now. So um, we're in a time of everybody's feeling a little anxious. Yeah. Little anxiety. My stress caught up with me uh, yeah. over like the since Jay stopped working. Um, yeah, things I, I had to do that I didn't want to do. You know, with the business, I got frustrated over that. I was I was like seventy five percent of the way through a guild build and had to get all those things published. Um, the kids are home constantly. The homeschooling thing wasn't going great. Yeah. Uh, and then I was reading a lot of news, and what happened was I thought everything was kind of fine, and then I kind of hit this point where I was like. Wow, I, I just I'm really really stressed out right now, and I didn't. It just kind of I just didn't um, couldn't really identify it. It was as it was mm -hmm. happening. It just hit me like a ton of bricks. Um, so I had to kind of make some changes and, and back off a little bit. Stop reading the news. It's like I can keep up with what's going on and only check in you know once a day, very quickly. The first week um, that we were home, I was just. Go, 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 go. I would not let myself stop. And I would just like constantly do, do this. And I was just all over. And even bleeding up to that first week, yeah. I had warned him. I said, I'm going to get. Yeah, you were much more stressed out about it early than I, I was. I'm going to get weird. <laughs> so just hang on. I'm nesting. <laughs> so, uh, and I, you know what? It's okay. Mm -hmm. You know, everybody's going through their own personal little thing. Well, not even little. But, uh. Since we live in Colorado, I use CBD for anxiety. I have a medical card, so that's what I use it for. And it your weed, yo. It's it's a tincture, so I don't even smoke. It's a what now? A tincture. Is that what it's called? Tinctures? Yes. Just keep saying it that way. I'm not going to correct you. <laughs> tinctures. Because it's kind of adorable. <laughs> but we'll just let that go. But anyway, there's no. It's it's just CBD. With a little bit of THC, so it's, yeah, there's no a, psychedelic in it. It's uh, just the innocent me, little tincture. I don't. <laughs> Dude, we'll, we'll talk about it later. Yeah. yeah so. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, Jim. We I very rarely I'll read the news like, like for 15 minutes. That's all I give my time myself, yeah. just to kind of catch up, and then I'm done, and then I move on. Yeah. Uh, Randy wants to know, 
What chicken, uh, this is a brand name, so if you have kids around, I'm going to cuss, but it's a brand name. Um, shoot. You can say shoot. Yeah, but the, it's a brand. If you but look it up, it. it's I called don't, okay, don't chicken, it. S-H-I-T. And it's a, a line of um, rubs and spices. And who was it? Um, Joe Clemmer, right? Mm-hmm. Sent Joe. that to us? Yeah. The one that we have had the most luck with is good, good S-H-I-T. Yeah. Uh, on a chicken, like over... You know, I, again, big green egg or primo uh, beer can mm, chicken, chicken style oh, so with that stuff on it was amazing. Yeah. It was the best rub I've ever had on chicken. Fantastic. Homeschool stuff is a nightmare. I feel you. Oh yeah, no kidding. It's bananas. Yeah. Um. Okay. Any more questions? And as long as the kids are quiet, I'll keep going. Yeah. I will. I will. I will not stop. Give me a tincture. Let's go. <laughs> Alex says, Nicole's channeling her inner southern gal adding vowels that aren't there. <laughs> it's what I do. Let's I take don't some know tin- why. Let's take some tinctures and, do. and just... get going. I'm pumped. <laughs> uh, just a little THC. <laughs> just a get high like a lady. <laughs> okay. That is a great book. Tincture. <laughs> Anything else? You guys got no more questions. Are we done? All right. All right. Are we finished? I think we're I, think I could we're done. Uh, I'd be just as happy going inside and doing nothing. Yeah. Maybe I'll start my table tonight. No. No. Okay. We're not woodworking tonight. (laughs) Well. You're not woodworking tonight. I was going to say. Oh, Chris. He had another question. Just curious between YouTube console console versus PC. Aside from the classics on early Nintendos, my real gaming was PC, but has led to 100% Xbox in the past few years. Same, Same except for PS4. Um, we used to be PC gamers and then moved to consoles. It is something that is a little difficult now. Like yeah. if I'm sitting at a desk and I've got a PC computer sort of posture, it feels like work to me. So when it's time to sit down and actually just veg and get into a game, there's nothing like plopping your big butt on a couch, relaxing, getting a drink, hanging out there. Um, I, I think when we were pay, playing things that were a little bit more competitive mm-hmm. and we were raiding a lot, mm-hmm. you do need to be a little bit more alert. So that sort of upright posture, I think, is, is a little bit more conducive to that type of gaming. But if we're just playing like an RPG or something and it's like just a time-consuming thing or you're collecting eggs in Animal Crossing, yeah. <laughs> that's like it's built for a console. So there's games that I could have played on my PC. I, Witcher 3 I'm playing through. I've never played it when it first came out. Uh, I started playing it on the PC and I'm like, I'm, I don't want to sit up to do this. I'd like to go and relax somewhere and play this game. Um, so I started playing it on the uh, the PS4, and I'm enjoying it more there. So I, I don't know. But I get it. We, we love PCs um, mm-hmm. in general as a gaming device, but to, uh, maybe we're just getting old. I think that's it. Uh, sure. <laughs> Inova, or how do you say that name? Iva? Iovia? Iovia? Iovia, Iovia? Iovia. My butt itches, hold on. That that if you're if you're like, I wonder what C B D she takes. It's called Iovia. So native roots is where I go. Yeah, my hands do naturally go to the uh, WASD position. Oh no. I oh no, I didn't. I um actually Mateo started to play on my gaming laptop. He started to play uh, Roblox. And it was it was funny because I'm watching him and he's trying to figure out because he's played it before on an iPad. Uh, so he's trying to figure it out with the keyboard. And I saw him doing things and I'm like, no, buddy, do it this way. Put your, trust me, you have to put your fingers here, hold it like this. 
Took him a little while, but kids are so flexible with this mm-hmm. stuff. He picked up on it, and now he's a natural. He's got him. Like, look, you got your your thumb right there for the space bar. Everything's perfect. But it was so it was like a weird proud moment that he didn't just give up on it because it was awkward at first. Uh, he finally did get it, and then he's now pretty darn good at it. <clears throat> mm-hmm. uh, I've never played Towerfall, Fred. Daniel did a sub show title. Uh, my bit, my butt itches. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can uh, Brian Thorpe? Can you put something like General finishes flat out flat on Rubio? Uh, I'm gonna do that thing that I hate when other people do it. I'm gonna say, why would you do that? Just trying to think what your what what the reason would be. Is it because you're not happy with with the Rubio finish and you'd rather not refinish? You just want to top coat it with something to get more of a film. Um, because usually when you pay the money for Rubio and use Rubio, it's because you specifically want that look. Ironically, it's a flat look. Um, so to put flat out flat on top of it, you're going to get a film, but it's, it's still going to be flat. So I'm not sure what you're going for. I wouldn't do it. I mean, at least not without a good, aggressive, fairly aggressive. I don't think you have to remove it all. But a decent sanding, give it like a nice scratch surface, uh, and then give that flat out flat something to bind to. People told me when I got that stuff um, that it's not that great of a top coat. And that's that's hearsay. Ouch. It's secondhand information, maybe thirdhand. So forgive me for spreading rumors. But when I bought that stuff, people warned me. I had multiple people tell me that while it is a cool-looking flat finish, if that's what you want, um, that it doesn't hold up real well, uh, whatever it is with the formulation. So I don't know. Look so, at reviews. Uh we were just asked if we've ever played Civ by Tom, and I have played Civ. Um, that is a interesting game series. Yeah. Because uh, you're like, just one more turn. One more turn. One more <laughs> right. turn. And then three hours later, I'm like, uh, I can't believe I've been sitting here for three hours. And then the Tomb Raider series, the new Tomb Raider series, I loved. So, uh, yes, I've played that. Mm-hmm. You didn't play. Did you play Tomb Raider? The newest, mm. it was so, it was really I good. I can't play as a girl. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm going to smack you. <laughs> What's the one with the, the chick that's running around uh, shooting the, the dinosaur robots? Uh, Horizon, Horizon Zero, Zero Dawn. Dawn. That was fantastic. That was a great game. No, I actually do sometimes have a challenge playing as a female character. I have a challenge and playing a male character. So that's, yeah, but that's like every game. I know. I got over it early. But in Horizon Zero Dawn, I thought that was such a good game yeah. that it, it was something that I kind of broke through mm-hmm. whatever stupid um, block that's in my head over that. But I, I know I would like to... Do you like realize that you just scratched your butt and rubbed your eye? <laughs> yeah. That's how we get pink eye. <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> Look, I, I do lots of gross things. I know you do. You want to hear my rubber glove story? No, I don't want to hear it. Okay, I'm going to tell it to you anyway. Back when I used to work in a lab, mm. uh, I went to the bathroom and I forgot to take my gloves off. Mm. And I just went and did a little pee pee. Mm-hmm. And then I came out of the bathroom with my gloves on. Mm. Now, to anyone who sees this person coming out of the bathroom with gloves on, mm-hmm. There's only so many ways this can happen, mm. right? So you know that they went in, they did their business. And you didn't take the gloves off. And didn't take the gloves off. And you know who, who saw me? My boss. <laughs> and she said... And I just, it was one of those things... And she said, you're going to remove those gloves, right? She said, you're fired. 
<laughs> You're gross. <laughs> You're disgusting. You're nasty. I can't believe I hired you. <laughs> that was uh, Stephanie. Yeah. And it was it was uh, a little bit embarrassing. Stephanie lives in Castle Rock, right? Um, she, I know she's in Colorado. Yeah, she's yeah, somewhere around yeah. here. She moved out here a long time ago. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was that was really stupid <laughs> of me to do that. <laughs> there, there's so many there's so many levels uh, and layers of stupidity to unfold and peel off in that story. I'm so thankful that uh, the internet wasn't around when uh, we were younger. Oh my god. Yeah. I was in a band and I was really craving attention, yeah. YouTube would have been bad for me. <laughs> oh, baby. That would have been bad, bad, bad. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> what else we got? Anything? We're good? Uh, I think we should go check on the kids. We're going to have... Because uh... has a challenge playing athletic characters. <laughs> He's too muscly. Um, I cannot play as him. <laughs> Look at those muscles. <laughs> Okay. Oh, that's awesome. We're good? I think we're good. Good show. Hey, good makeup thanks show. Thanks for hanging out with us and uh, killing some time. Yeah, this was fun. We hope you're doing well. Hope everybody's doing well. And healthy. Good. Yeah. Uh, what was I going to say? I don't know. Just a quick reminder, the nesting table project. Oh, yeah. It is finished. We only have maybe two videos, three videos left to do. Mm -hmm. um, it is one of the least expensive projects in the guild, so if you're interested in that, go check it out, thewoodwhispererguild.com, nesting tables. And Go check it out. And almost all the videos are ready to roll, uh, so get on in there. If you want to binge watch it, binge binge it. Uh, and sorry, there are no intro cards and no intro music in those videos. So <laughs> sorry, Alan. don't get disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the winner of the project from this morning's uh, Patreon questions uh, goes to Joshua Beckham. Beckham? Joshua Beckham? So Joshua, I will email. Well, actually, I'll just message you through Patreon, and you can pick out your project in the did, guild. Did I ever finish answering? That was the question I was answering when oh. things went to poop. Let me answer his question. Okay. Really quick. This is the one I am trying right now. You can see it's still wrapped up because it just came in not too long ago. It's a Lennox blade, carbide tipped, and it's, uh, it's not too big. I think I went with a half inch, but got some really nice little carbide baby teeth on there. Um, the Laguna Resaw King was one that I had. That was almost like a table saw blade. That thing was a monster. This is a much more fine cutting blade. And um, what was it? Bandsaw Blades Direct or BandsawBlades.com or something was where I got it from. That was um, on a recommendation from uh, Cremona. So uh, we'll see how well it does. But I, <laughs> I said bad saw blades. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Uh, I forgot the end. David Marks also used Lennox blades um, back in the day. I'm sure he still does. <clears throat> so they, they, they should be pretty don't good. Don't they make fine crystal? Sure. But they, I don't know if it's the same Lennox, L-E-N-O-X. Is that is that really the website? I don't know. That's an awful website. No, that's not the right one. Oh. Try Bandsaw Blades Direct. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> Lennox is a good blade. Wood Slicer is pretty good if you want something a little bit more... Um, oh, yeah, Bandsaw Blaze Direct. A yeah. little cheaper. There it is. Let me, let me see the website and I'll be able to Their website was horrible. Yeah, that's the site. So you got to know how big because they'll custom cut it, weld it. There you go. Uh, it comes in whatever size you want, Joe. That's exactly what I just said. Um, they they uh, probably receive these things in a very long spool and then they, they cut them and put them together for you. All right. Okay, we're good. I think we're good. Well, this, this was nice. This was nice. This was nice. It's good to talk to you guys. Yeah. 
I should do. Uh, I should do some of your uh, tinctures before the show every time. That's why I'm in such a good mood. I had a double dose of a tincture. Okay. All right. <laughs> Have a great weekend, everybody. <laughs>